0: It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat, it's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong, your host, Bonnie Weeks. I am happy you're here and I am grateful you're here in the spirit of gratitude in this, this past week was uh, definitely a celebration of season of gratitude, at least here in the United States. And I am so grateful for those of you who are tuning in and listening here to Yoga Strong, and I am so grateful for the feedback that I've been getting and for the ways that you guys have been listening wherever you are at in the world, so thank you for that. Today's podcast, I want to talk about yoga, (laughs) and that's, that's touche, right? And this is specifically for those who are interested in my teaching journey and the method that I kind of approach teaching with. So I want to take you back to my yoga teacher training, which was a Hatha teacher training. I... had my teacher trainer Rocky Heron he was here in town in Portland and it was held in three chunks which was actually really nice so for those of you who are considering a teacher training there are several ways um, it is programmed or planned out according to the year the calendar year sometimes it might be two longer chunks as in like maybe a, you know two weeks or something, and then a couple months' break and then you go back or a year break, sometimes it runs every weekend and one weekday for you know three months in a row, so you have no weekends, which is tricky, and sometimes it's a month long immersion in Bali, which you know sounds marvelous, but I do not take a month off from from my things um currently so Anyway, those are some ways that it is scheduled for this particular training. I was looking at a couple and this one had one week on in October a full seven days from about 9 a.m. to about 5 or 6 p.m. And then we had a two-month break and then we had another seven days on in December. Then we had the two-month break October and then December and then... We had another week in January. So it is actually really nice. It's mostly just the daytimes and my kids are in school. So this was several years ago and they were all in school. So that, that worked really well for me and didn't take up my weekends. So it's it's hard to find it's hard to find a yoga teacher training where it doesn't take up weekends. And I know there's yoga teacher trainings online, but I think it is highly important to be be in person. And that doesn't necessarily mean for all of the training needs to be in person and and having online instruction is actually really nice as a supplement to that. But nothing beats being in person, no matter no matter what it is almost like being in person is a different thing. So you can feel energy, you can ask questions, things spark in different ways. And, and depending on the way you learn it, it it might be it might be even more beneficial for you to, to learn that way. So Everybody's a little bit different, but trainings are a little bit different. Anyway, so that was my yoga teacher training. Rocky Heron is my teacher. Love him. He is an incredible teacher. Shout out for him. You can find him. Lots of different places. You can find him on Yoga International um, online. You can find him on Yoga Glow, I believe. And he travels the world. So look him up. And... He was teaching. He teaches actually with the Mazzei Method. Uh, Noah Mazzei is the creator of that. And they're down in Southern California. And he came up to... Rocky came up to... To Portland. And I had taken a couple workshops from him and really loved his teaching style and didn't realize though that the teacher training was a Hatha training. And I love Vinyasa. <laughs> and I was a little bit thrown with how to make those worlds work together. But I am so grateful for that experience. I think that the program they've designed and the way they approach that is really well done and has really given me the tools to teach very concisely and to teach on purpose and to ask good questions. And I'm really grateful for that. And I think for anybody coming out of their 200 hour training program, that is literally the doorknob on a door and the teaching that you walk into afterwards where you're actually teaching. That is when you actually walk through the door. That's when you enter the classroom and and recognize that teaching is a practice and i love i love that as a teacher i am holding space as a teacher for the people who show up on their mats who want to practice but they are also holding space for me to show up and to practice teaching and it really is gratitude all around for all of us as we all try to show up and do our thing so that was my yoga teacher training i loved it i'm grateful for it and i have figured out a way to work those worlds together. And so for those of you kind of coming out of your own 200 hour teacher training, know that as you keep moving forward and as you keep learning from other people, that you start to hone in on your voice and the way that you want to do things and the way that feels most home and not just home, but also smart and informed and interesting, and something you're passionate about. So all those things are really important to, you know, dive into teaching yoga. But giving you that little bit, of, a little bit of that background, because there was a, a a meditation that Rocky led us through, and it was really powerful, powerful for me. He he is an amazing musician, so he he sings or plays sometimes, and then just literally just his. His talking meditations are really amazing, and in this one, I I can't remember the prompts of how I got there, but um, I, I I saw myself teaching in front of the room, and I was standing off to the room, the side of the room, and in this meditation, the person in front welcomed me in, and I eventually walked to the front of the room where this other me was teaching and this room full of people that didn't realize that there was two of me walking around. (laughs) Uh, That's just how these things work. (laughs) But I stepped into that teacher person and that teacher person who I, as I was standing off to the side, looked very confident and able and knew what the hell she was doing. And, and I was very much still, still, you know, trying to find my footing and, and what I wanted and who I was. And I mean, well, that's a forever, that's a forever journey. Right. But it was a really powerful meditation for me and seeing where I'm at and where I'm teaching, it has really fully manifested and, and come full circle. And so that particular vision of myself, um, Reminds me of the power of our thoughts and the power of of keeping, keeping our forward motion and to really keep moving forward, to fall forward, to whatever it is forward, and we don't know where that's going to lead all the time, most of the time. <laughs> I couldn't have imagined where I'm at today you know, just even a couple of years ago. And so my encouragement to all of you who are maybe starting a teaching journey or interested in starting a teaching journey to just realize that it is a journey and it is a practice. And, um, yeah, and, and it's a good one. It's a good journey. So when I was at that teacher training, I was, <sighs> We were in a rock climbing gym in Portland and the, just renting the space for the yoga room. And so we would leave the that classroom so that the actual classes could happen. And one of those times when we had left and there was a class then going into the yoga room... There was an energy to that class that I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the class that I wanna teach. What is this? And th- I mean at a rock climbing gym there's there's a lot of there's a it's a good co ed mixture of both men and women and there was a lot of a lot of men that were going into this class that was like, This is what I wanna teach. And I think I think it's really important for me, and this might not be a thing that any, any, everybody even thinks about, but it's something that I think about that that there is a lot of women who practice yoga. There's also a lot of men, but there, at least appearance-wise, appears that there is more women who practice yoga, and I want. I want men to feel welcome and successful in my yoga classes and that's actually really important to me and I want to try to bring men into yoga and have that p- be a, a place where they feel welcome, where they feel challenged, where they can find uh, a place to be at peace and. I think society norms for men and women are are different and you know there's a lot of conversation around masculinity and femininity and gender roles and all these things and if we can make the yoga classroom and specifically if I can if I can make the yoga classroom that I hold space for a place where all of those people no matter where you fall in any of that can come and feel feel a sense of challenge and feel a sense of success, to feel trust and safety and presence and play and pressure pleasure and power and peace, like to have all these things, like then I'm doing something, I'm doing something right. And I think it's really important for us to all come together in this. And there's a certain energy that comes when we are in this co-ed space. And, and again, like I am all about women power i 've led women 's retreats. I love that there's something about teaching classes about being being inclusive that's really really important to me and uh yeah so that's that's the thing that's the thing <laughs> just going to put that out there as as part of my own teaching method and teaching journey and I mean I started teaching yoga in my garage full of women and i you know I, I predominantly teach a lot of women. And that makes me elated as well. Basically, everybody, everybody come, everybody come as you are, please. So what I didn't expect from yoga, I went to yoga with my daughter's child size mat, did that for a couple months. I didn't expect community. I didn't expect spirituality. I didn't expect, at the beginning, I didn't expect that I'd be teaching. I didn't expect the energy that I would get from teaching, from community, from purpose. I didn't expect this to become a purpose of mine. I didn't expect the Instagram community there. There's a lot of things. I mean, I didn't expect that I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to hold this handstand for a while here. Or I didn't expect... I didn't expect to find uh, the seat in myself that I have or the lessons of presence. I didn't expect to be leading retreats and to have people message me from all over the world. And I, I can't even imagine I couldn't have even imagined this and I can't imagine where I will be in years to come. And so I'm like, wow, just, I'm, I'm going to be living on the moon maybe because <laughs> I could not have imagined where I'm at in regards to yoga and so many other things in my life. And I am grateful. I am so grateful for it. So as for my yoga methodology and I I mean, I'm not going to go like crazy deep into this, but you know, besides having like a mixed class, like, and, and that, and people show up who have never even gotten on their hands. have never done a handstand. They've never done any arm balances. And I always say in my classes, like it is not a prerequisite or requirement for you to come being able to do those things, but it is an invitation to learn here. And so trying to then scale things and offer variants on different postures and movements so that hopefully they are approachable by a lot of people. I mean that said, if it's a power vinyasa class, th- there is going to be things that are maybe a little bit more um a, a little bit harder or a little bit trickier. So, you know, of course, depending on the on the class level. So, if it's a fl- slow flow class, you know, we got let's let's chill this out. Um, it's a Hatha class, you know, like that's where we're diving right into the poses. So, you know, it kind of it depends a little bit on that. But as I really, you know, I, I love teaching uh, vinyasa classes. And so a while ago, I had thought to myself, you know, what what is it? What is it that creates a yoga class for me? That if I'm designing a class, it has to involve these parts for it to be a class that feels sustainable and holistic and inclusive for a lot of different movements and movement patterns. And the things that I came to all of a sudden were mobility, stability, strength, conditioning, and flow. Yoga automatically has flexibility and and you get flexibility in that. and, And we have you know, a breath and, and, and rest in that as well. But to have those things, mobility, stability, strength, conditioning, and flow mobility is, you know, range of motion. Like how, how, how does that work for your body? And not just that it can move in those ways, but it can be controlled in those ways that it can be strong in those ways. So great. If you can like wrap your head, you know, leg behind your head, can you get your leg behind your head without using your arms to get it there? Like, what does that take? <laughs> you know, like what how much can you actually control that to keep it safe? Because we've got, got to have that control, that the strength in the range of motion. Right. So, like, where's the range of motion? Stability, especially for single leg and single arm things. Like, I, I love I love doing all of those things. Um m- mobility, stability, strength. So we're gonna strength build. And a lot of strength building can come from repetition. And so that kind of goes right into conditioning, which is like, I really think the repetition of things, one, it helps people and myself, like this is how I personally practice, like it helps me really get into the rhythm of things and it gives it, so it gives, I think the opportunity we're not just a one and done. Like are we ever one and done with anything in life? No. It's like ten thousand hours, right? <laughs> We've got a lot of practice. Times a million. Times a million and then maybe we'll we'll do it. <laughs> and so having this conditioning part, having this strength part, where like it's gonna be hard, it's gonna push us. It's gonna require us to have focus and to have dedication and to have a consistency to show up, like it's gonna it's gonna call our attention right? It's going to ask us to pay attention and then to have it be a flow. And so can those things, can those focuses be put into a flow? And then in this flow, can we have a hinge and can we have a squat? Can we have arms up and arms sideways? Can we have an arm balance and a handstand and a back bend and a twist? And can all those things, like how many of those pieces can we put in one flow to make it approachable to make it scalable according to people's uh, abilities and can we make it continuous where it was very circular and where it goes one from the next where each time you pass through you refine it and you refine it and you refine it and you get less and less attached to each pose or each pass through because you know you're going to come back around to do it again so that repetition that conditioning that strength really just starts to flow in it and and it's less about like oh my gosh I have to do this again. or like, oh, here I am. Oh, and I'm right out of it again. Oh, and I'm here again. Oh, and I'm out of it again. And you just keep flowing with it. And so then all of a sudden it becomes this, uh, here's a word for you, somatic experience. Like it's this inner experience of this continuation. Like the somatic is, is that inside experience with something. And when I practice at home, I will, I, because I, you know, I, on Instagram, I'll, I'll take video of myself. So I'll just set up my camera and I'll just practice and not worry about the camera. Then I'll go back through and be like, oh, I'll share that piece or I'll share that piece. Um, but I will do a flow, like one single flow, a flow that I teach in class I will sit there and I will do that for 20, 30 minutes. And what that looks like is it it's really slow at first. And it's holding a pose and it's like really leaning into that pose and feeling that pose. And then, you know, especially if it's in a creation mode where I'm like, ooh, that felt good, then I might go through it again or I might alter it slightly, the flow, like that, the order of poses. We'll call that flow the order of the poses. And then it's really slow and then it starts to speed up and then I go into it. I'm like, oh, maybe I should do this. I'm like, no, that doesn't it. So I just keep going, going and going until when I have the flow. I'm like, oh, this feels really nice. I will do that for 20 minutes, that same flow, at least 20 minutes. And I will just go from side to side and make it smoother and try to land my feet and my hands lighter and just make it try to be as fluid as possible. So for my own practice... That feels really good in my body. That feels like I actually get to places that I want to get for both my physical practice and for my head. And so that's what I offer for my classes. And so having some sort of build up, having some warm ups, have some things that are specific to the flow, and then having this flow. And um, I think that when we come to the yoga class, so something else as far as teaching is something that I have started doing recently is I have everybody introduce themselves. I say, "Welcome to class everybody. Please introduce yourself to the people next to you, behind you, diagonal in any direction and if you have already introduced yourself, introduce yourself again just in case somebody might have forgotten your name." And a lot of people, you know, we show up to yoga classes by ourselves and some people come with other people and sometimes it's a mixture of the two. But if we're coming to our mats and we're being asked to follow somebody and, and wherever we're coming at, we're all coming to yoga for some certain reasons. We all are coming with our own things that, that maybe we can name out loud. Maybe we'll never name out loud. Maybe we don't even know how to give names for that are things for our lives, right? And we want to come and we want to feel a sense of safety and a sense of trust. And we need to feel that in ourselves as practitioners and as teachers as well definitely as teachers. Like, how do we trust ourselves and how do we keep ourselves safe? And so you're showing up here in this in this public space and I think looking, especially for students, like, how how do you feel safe as a student? And if you show up there and you're like, okay, there's all these people there, I think one of the really powerful things, like I said, I didn't expect community from yoga. And we show up in these classes and, and have, like, there's a community available there. And if we don't actually make the time or take the time to Reach out and create that community, then it, it's, it's not there. It's not there. And so, really giving opportunity, I think, for me, um, when I give opportunity then for other people to, to introduce themselves, I'm like, great. There's an automatic vibe that I can feel in the classroom that's like, okay, sweet, we're here, we're here. Like, I know somebody. There's like, as human beings, we want connection. Not just that we want it, we need it. And so, rather than being in the grind, and if people are showing up for a noon class and this is their lunch break, great, okay, come, come and say hi to your neighbor. Like you're not alone, and so feeling trace tra- tra- <laughs> that's a mixture of trust and safety, it's feeling trace trust and safety for yourself there, but also then when you all of a sudden are like, oh, okay, this is Nancy next to me, and this is uh, Bob next to me over here, and and they're here to show up as well. So it's not only for one person to feel that in themselves, but also to feel that within the room, be like, okay, we're all here. And hi, I'm Bonnie. I'm your teacher, wh- whoever's your teacher. And so that introduction, I feel like is like, okay, let's, let's build this community and this room as a place of trust and safety. Because we know that when there's trust and safety, then all of a sudden we can drop into more presence. If we're not afraid, and if we don't have this like, okay, what is this going to be? What's the fear? And we can be like, okay, I can just step into some acceptance of what this time will be, let go of expectance, and just be present. And that's so much easier to do if you have this level of trust. And if we're present, then we can play. (laughs) We can play. We're like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this again. Oh, yeah, okay, we're going to do this again. And when you start with play, then it's like, oh, this is fun. This is pleasure. This is pleasure. Martin Luther King Jr., this quote that I heard about in the book Dare to Lead by Brené Brown, and he defines power as the ability to achieve purpose and effect change. And I have said for a long time that I believe that power is this combination of strength and grace and I I believe that um, as far as yoga movement is and I think actually in, in a broader sense as well like how strong can you be and, and strength can you know of course in in a yoga practice physical practice it's going to be like in your body uh, how long how much can you have strength and and grace which is like this control but this softness um but i love this this quote by martin luther king jr who says the power is the ability to achieve purpose and so what is the purpose of this yoga class? And what is the purpose of moving? And that the asana portion, the, the physical portion of yoga, as in like the eight limbs of yoga, was actually, you know, it's a setup for being able to sit, for being able to like be in yourself, to be able to have a meditation practice, to be able to then, ha, oh, like be to like be in yourself, to stop in the doing and to just be in yourself. And then to affect change, so this power is like how how then does this power affect change? And so if I think power vinyasa, since I teach a lot of power vinyasa, and I mean you could take this and, and apply this to a lot of places, but you know, it's this power vinyasa, this very physical practice. And, and what's the purpose behind this practice? So what? So we show up in this room and we take an hour, an hour and a half, whatever it is, out of our day. We come and we show up and we move our bodies. So freaking what? What are you going to take away from that? Is this just habit? Is this like, okay, just what I do? Like, what is your feelings attached to that? So what? What are you going to learn from it? What are you going to take away from it? And why? Like, why are you doing it? And that I'm not questioning this or telling you to question this would be like stop doing it. I'm like just just name it. Like name a reason. Like what is this going to give you, or what intention? Or Or if we're going into things without a why or without an intention, could we get more from it? If we say today, as I go to yoga class, my purpose is to really play. Okay. Great! That sounds fun. Sounds. Fun. Does that mean it's not going to be work? No, that does not mean it's not going to be work. That means that you're going to find pleasure in the work, right? You're going to find that play there, Hey, okay? Or, you know, I was in a yoga class once, um, that uh, we were doing a lot of year two holds. I remember, and I remember the teacher, like I was holding warrior two and I was wiggling my fingers. (laughs) I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) things are burning. My legs are burning. And I remember wiggling my fingers and, and I remember the teacher saying, can you hold still in this? Can you just hold it? Can you just hold it? And I was like, Oh, my fingers, stop my fingers and just be there. and Just be there. And so that was interesting. And like the thoughts that came in that class, like as I was holding with warrior two, like the, the phrase that came was it's okay. It's okay. And the things that I was going through in my life then at, at that point, you know, this was a couple of years ago at that point, you know, was in the, <laughs> all these transitions in my life, right? <laughs> this is a transition a couple of years ago when I left the Mormon church and So that, that was kind of during that part and, and kind of refiguring out, uh, my place of things and, and the, you know, the everyday life things that were happening at that time. And just like this phrase, like, it's okay, it's okay. And that was what it came and I was like, okay, <laughs> like, so what? So, so what was this yoga practice? This yoga practice was an opportunity to, to be in my body, to get out of my head and into my body and then to be in my body and then to get out of my body, to make my body still and be like, okay, now what? Now what? And Be okay. It's okay. <sighs> so I think ultimately we're all searching for some sort of peace. And in teaching yoga and practicing yoga, I think it is an opportunity to find peace. And I remember being again, my yoga teacher training, let's wrap this back around here as we wrap this up. My yoga teacher training, I remember talking to Rocky. I don't even know if Rocky remembers this, but I was talking to Rocky and it was the very end. We're having a little one on one chat and he asked me something to the effect of, What do you want? and i remember i started crying and i said i just want peace and i don't remember what he said but i know the answer to that question now like how do you find peace how do you find peace and so many people are searching for it and and i search for it in different times and in different ways and and peace or presence or happiness or whatever the thing is, but I'm going to name it as peace. What do you do? How do you find peace? And I think that the more we try to grab something and the more we try to chase something and the more we try to hold it in our hands and be tight, the harder it is, the harder it is to grab. So it's more about opening keeping your hands soft and being present like stand still and be present and what I have found is that I was trying to chase peace and I was like how do I get this where do I find this how do I do this and what I have found is that it is right here in this room It is right here in this room and is right wherever you're at. It is in the car with you. It is in the kitchen with you. It is in your work break room with you. It is wherever you are at right now. Peace is right there. And it always is. It always is. Because we have the power to be present. We have the power to pay attention And to be slow enough to pay attention. Presence is that paying attention. It is the awareness. It is the ability to be like, what is happening right now? How do I feel right now? Where can I be softer right now? Where can I have some more grace right now? Where's that trust and safety and play and pleasure and power and presence right here? And that there's always always a way to find gratitude in that place and be like oh here I am and be really deeply present because I have found I have found that when I start looking back at things and if you play the what if game and if you play the should have game or whatever like those things (laughs) do not give you peace (laughs) and if you start looking ahead you're like oh my gosh I have this and this and this. And what about this? And I need to plan this for this year and this for five years. And is this going to happen? And I really want this, but is this going to happen? And and you're looking ahead. So if you're looking back and if you're looking ahead, you are not where you are. And when I personally look back or look ahead, that is when things go awry. <laughs> that is not places of peace for me. And that's not places uh, where I feel worthiness and uh, confidence, where I stand in confidence and worthiness and peace is right where I am and staying grounded where I am. So yoga. (laughs) (laughs) All the things. All right. So talking about my yoga teacher training, what I didn't expect from yoga, my yoga methodology and having trust and safety in order to have presence and play and pleasure and peace. And I think yoga is a pathway to help teach us those things. And there are other pathways that can as well. And this has been one for me and Maybe if you're interested and this hasn't been a place that you have explored, maybe it's something for you too. Regardless, thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions about teaching, about practicing, please feel free to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at carrot underscore bowl underscore body or send me an email. You can send me an email through by Instagram as well. And... I am excited to talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening about yoga this week. And exciting, actually, I ordered new headphones, guys. a <laughs> um, Little props to everybody out there in the podcast world and anybody learning new things. Because I'm learning a lot of new things right now. And uh, maybe I have already had to rebuy all my equipment for this. And I say that only because I'm just... I'm just excited to be starting and to be doing the things even while I'm still learning. So props to everybody doing the things while they're still learning, whether it is teaching or practicing um, yoga or all the other things in our lives. I'll talk to y'all soon.